are back for another episode. I can't believe we've lasted this long. Another episode of Unboxing the Hobby. And super pumped about this one. We've got a hobby friend of ours, Dr. Collectible himself. Dun, dun, Yo, dun. What's going on, everybody? What's good, man? Glad to be here. Glad to be on. Both of y'all guys, I appreciate y'all, what y'all do for the hobby. So, you know, it went nothing but a one call away to get me on, and I'm happy to be here. Had to chase you down for weeks, heckle you. It took <laughs> took everything, but we, we but we found you. So super <laughs> pumped to have you, man. And you know, I think to start, I think a lot of people have probably seen you online if they're on social media, but I I think it's your story that is some of the most interesting. Like I've I've heard bits and pieces of it from different people, but it'd be such an obvious place to start. I just want to hear a little bit about kind of how did you even get into the hobby? Tell us a little bit about the story. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, shout out to my pops. Got me into the hobby at a very young age. Um, I always wanted to play sports. And he was like, yo, thought about collecting cars. And he showed me his favorite basketball players, baseball players, basically their cars. And, and like, you know, as a kid, you know, growing up, you'll probably eat cereal. You know, you read the back of the uh, cereal cartoons. Me, I was looking at the back of uh, sports cars looking up the analytics, looking at the numbers, um, seeing what my favorite player had on. And from there, um, my dad was like, yo, you should get into cars more. So I started collecting a lot of my favorite players. But not only that, not just only sports cars, but I was into video games, um, sneakers. Um, I mean, I even got like old iPhones. Like I collect. So years later, moving forward, I moved to Atlanta. I'm originally from um, East St. Louis, and my dad and me, Kobe Bryant cars, the cars that I would collect as a young kid for day. Like, I'm going to send you a few of them. From there, I want to say 2020 hit. I went through like like a situation in my life where uh, I came home from work, uh, crib was gone, uh, house fire, things of that nature. And the first thing I did, I was in my car for like two weeks. And I said, yo, I'm going <laughs> to get some good cash in my pocket. Like, I'm going to bounce back. And I started looking into my Pokemon card, uh, sports card, or had like to the side. And had a good talk with my friend. He was like, yo, maybe flip. So I went home, drove from Atlanta to St. Louis, dad crib. I said, hey, buying cards started selling some of them they was very expensive look let's flip half of your collection i drove back home put everything on ebay sold everything and what i did was took half of that money to my dad and put it into doctor collect long story short after that i sold my xbox um it was a serious x bought it for my birthday prior I was so worse cars at that time to the point I just sold my video game. Sold it for $1,200 on eBay. I bought it for five. Took $800 of that. Bought a Kobe Bryant autograph. That was my first autograph card. And sent it to PSA. Came back PSA 10. Pop one. Sent it to Golden Auctions. Came back $3,700. And then after that, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I, I got my apartment. I started stuff right and never looked back. That's a, that's amazing, man. It's God. always that easy. Yeah, that, it's always that, that easy, right? Well, with Okay, yeah, so with the, man. 
so with that like in that world where did where did dr collectible come in because you're daryl but where 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 that 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 brand come from where where that start at so right when i got my first apartment i was sitting in the crib late night and i was like yo how can i sell because i didn't have no social media presence for his collectibles so i said i always wanted to be a doctor i always wanted a phd but never had one um and i was like yeah i probably don't feel like going back to school to, to be able to do that but you know what i'm gonna get a phd in these sports cars and what i did was um i locked in every day for a year i was looking at comps i was looking at social content seeing be myself differently for this hobby and to expose this hobby to a new audience the way I got into it when I started seeing content. And from there, I had an emergency sign. It was like a Merkla sign. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna ride with Dr. Collector. Then after that, a couple months later, I wanna say about a year later, that's when I decided to go with the logo and the rest was history from there. That's awesome. I love it. I love, I love, I love that story. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. It's been a long, been a long time coming, man. So, a lot yeah, of grind, man. though, to get here at this point. I, I, the one thing that we always that we've talked about a little bit on here too with Mac is, is like perspective about stuff, and we find that people that have some that felt some sort of adversity, you know, whether it's just you know what you dealt with or things that I've dealt with, Mac have dealt with, it gives you this certain sense of perspective. And for you, I see that this perspective of just grinding. Of just like I've never seen someone work so hard at, in this industry. There's people that are like, "Oh, I'm the hardest working man in here," but like you don't talk about being the hardest worker, but you just are the hardest worker that I've personally seen in this industry. So, like, wh- what keeps you? What keeps you motivated to to go on a flight, you know, to Philly, and then be on another flight to Burbank the next, like, the two days later? What 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 keeps you going? <laughs> so uh it's two things for sure it's knowing where i came from that grind i literally that that day when i came home from nothing and the only thing that survived the house fire was like two of my suitcases my cards and um uh, my personal documents i told myself i never wanted to get back to that point and i always humble myself to look back at that day when i didn't have nothing it was Get up, Daryl. Be productive. Um, another few things that I did was um I cut myself short like social media things of that nature. So I only focus on creating content. So what I can is what I digest. Um, I don't spend hours looking at people's content unless if it's people that I truly like, like which is y'all too. Um, because <laughs> I, I digest that, and then like I say, I try to find my way of making. Dope kind of like y'all do. Um, the other thing is, is that the opportunities. For three years, I sat at home, didn't go to the national. I think my, like I'm, I'm really in it three years prior because this year I really traveling a lot. Um, I started looking at everyone going to these shows, me being at home. Everyone going to these car shops, me being at home, still trying to find myself. And that's the other drive for me. I know how it is to be that person that didn't have a chance to go to a car show or didn't have enough funds to go across the country 
And now that I built myself up and put myself in a great position to make revenue in a hobby, now I'm able to do that. And for that kid that's at home or that adult that can't make it to the show, on my platform, I'm going to make sure that I give them that. That's why I take it so serious to go to shows and do these partnerships with businesses and things. That's um, I want to show people the insight of how I felt for three years not being able to make it to the national. Well, guess what? Now that I'm at the national, I'm going to treat that same person that's at home, getting a view on, not knowing that they came to the next show that's across the country, and you may be able to feel that you're at the show through my content. So that's the other thing that drives me is them two parts. Starting from nothing and knowing that they're the ones watching at home the same position that I was in four years ago. I love it. God, that's incredible. And I and I have to admit, because I luckily you and I had a chance to spend some time together at the national to to Adrian, you know, I guess stock to your point, the I have never seen someone that works as hard as you. And I think it's something where I tried keeping up with you for a few hours and I very quickly started feeling my age. <laughs> I thought I could do it. I was like, man, late thirties is being rough on me right now. But you know, you were you were everywhere. It was like you you knew everybody, you were interacting with every brand. And I think that idea of making it feel like if you're sitting at home that you are there and a part of the experience, like I, I can see how that comes through because I think you you do have such like an authentic way about yourself and you do just, you know, everybody, you're the, you're the, the guy in the hobby at this point. Yeah, that's, um that's what I strive for. Like, even with everyone that was around me, I want them to be able to either learn something from me, uh, get motivated. Um, I want to help motivate others around, um, which, you know, we had that conversation. Yes. Um, you know, I love to see you win just as much as I love to see myself win. That's where that passion come from. And like, even being at my first national, I found out that I did over like 10 miles. Um, walking you mean we did that yeah did the video together and we was like wow all of us had like six plus miles and um i think that even shows the dedication with y'all how much y'all was moving around but even with my content yo i want to i want to meet people i want to tell stories i want to know individuals i want to learn from others that been in this hobby you know like basically my homage to people that's been, you know, that's also how I look at it. Um, I definitely want to, like, put myself in a position to be able to uh, humble them and also, you know, respect others that have paid the way for me to be in this hobby as well. So, but that's kind of Can sure, we ask, man. who are some of those people that you kind of view as kind of the, the role models or those that kind of came before you that you're kind of trying to kind of mirror? Yeah, um, there's a few in um, one, one of the guys that I first started looking into the hobby was um, Prism God. Uh, I love his show, Man Coach Collision. One of my first shows that I ever went to. Learned a lot from him and his people. Uh, Wiz Collective, did flip it. Like, you know, them guys uh, taught me a little bit about the order negotiation and knowing how to look up comps on cards and knowing what brands are noticeable in the next years when I was talking to them about Don Russ, they was talking to me about flawless and national treasure. 
that's when my mindset changed afterwards, um, being around them guys at my first show. And then there's uh, plenty of others that I look at as well. I definitely started learning a lot just from, you know, watching them when I first got into the hobby. Yeah. And so in regards to that, so you were, like you said, learning from, you know, people and paying homage to these people. So for people that are listening and they watch you all the time and they see that you are this brand ambassador to a lot of these like really, really up and coming or well-known companies already. Is there, is this like your secret or are you like open to sharing like, this is how I did it. This is how I spoke to these companies and got these brand ambassadorships. Like if they, if yeah. you're able to do it, let these, let these listeners know, how, how did you do it? Yeah. Let me, so at the beginning of the year, I told myself, uh, how did I want to make revenue in the high without having to sell a car? That was my first thing. Cause for three years I was selling cars, but I was selling my PC for two years. I was buying up everything that I love. Holy, Kobe, Kobe. And look up, oh, man, I got to make money now. Oh, I got to sell this car. It's a pop one. I might not ever see that card again. Another one. Pop. And like a little very rare when it comes to Kobe. So what I did was I'm going to keep my PC. It was hard for me to sell cars and things of that nature. So I said, how can I make money? I started thinking about how can I transition myself away everyone else is not here. I started something called the pull-up tour, which is content where if you think about the show, diners drive in and dives um, on Food Network on how a guy goes to these restaurants and talk about the, you know, saying the restaurant, the food, things of that nature. I was doing that with car shops everywhere in Georgia. Then I started traveling, started making money doing, um, doing the same thing to car shops across the country. Then I start doing trade nights as well. That's when I start really saying, okay, now I can build this business. The next thing I looked at was like, okay, how else can I make revenue? So the partnerships, I said, okay, why not companies like Car Shop Live creating content for them on their platform to talk about what their breakers are breaking? Actually breaking, but I'm talking about what everyone else is doing on the app by talking about the hobby boxes. With partnerships, um, buying equity companies as well. So not only that, when I'm buying equity in these companies, I'm putting myself in a business mindset to where I can see myself 10 to 15 years from now. If this company sells 30, 50 million, I get a cut of that. Also, I'm not treated as an employee. I'm treated as a biz when I do these partnerships because I come as Dr. Collect with my own business. So not only that, if the company sells, treat as an employee but i'm making the profit you know that's the other margin duality that i'm looking at other things were okay merchandise let me start selling my own merchandise let me turn dr collectible not just hobby clothing but um more street wear to where anyone gonna rock it you know um i should be able to throw on my hat anytime i want i gotta spend the money on clothes so i spend Start spending money on my own clothes that I can get every day, which I don't have on today, which is why. <laughs> um, last but not least, I started looking at other revenues, which is um started like after school program, you know, doing that. Um, not only that, I started to get with the trade shows. Um, hey, 
Let me partner with y'all. Let me turn myself into a media ambassador. I didn't want to go the influencer route because the influencer route gets so much of a bad rap. I don't want to influence nobody to make a decision. I want to expose. So I said, hey, I'm going to be a media ambassador. I'm going to expose the hobby to the new audience, but also cater to the existing. And that was my duality of like how I wanted to start pushing myself. That way I'm making money. I'm still in hobby collecting. I'm still bringing money into the hobby by spending money. So there's an ecosystem going on. Same time, I'm still winning by my profits of what I make alone off the content that I love to do. So, so you, you and I, have, you yeah. and I have talked about this a little bit because I, I, it, I had mm -hmm. kind of been trying to figure out way to kind of create a similar model as you do, which is I kind of view cards as the content. So cards as content versus the economic driver, um, because I think to your point. If you've got cards you really like and you don't want to get rid of them, and you're kind of in this catch twenty two, catch twenty two of like, okay, well, I need to move something to buy something. But if you're finding these other revenue streams, so I think that's a really interesting concept that I'm not hearing a lot of people talking about is that cards as content. So had you yes. heard that before, or was this something that you just kind of as you were kind of looking at your collection and not wanting to get rid of anything? So it was, I really didn't hear anything like. Once again, I sat back for a year before actually really doing content. I was just putting out cards, taking pictures of cards. And um, I kept telling myself, I'm like, yo, the cards ain't doing enough for me. I'm buying like Holy Grail pop ones. And I'm not, I feel like I wasn't being like noticed. And like my cousin came to me and was like, yo, have you ever thought about just doing content and putting your, your face out there? Like really letting people know who you are. The day I did that was the day... I said, wow, now I got like companies like NBA Tops reaching out to me, NFL. Um, so yeah, when I look out, I was like, this is what I need to do and kind of measured it out that way. I'm like, yo, let me go ahead and just put my face out there. But it was after I had a conversation with my cousin. Um, but I always wanted to be different. I didn't want to be the same where I'm just going to car shows. I'm talk. I'm doing negotiations, and that's it. That's that was a lot of the content I was seeing. You know, hey, let me buy that car. Boom. Well, it's twelve hundred. Well, let me get it for eleven. Well, let me get this trade. Boom, boom, boom. And that's all I'm seeing. So I said, you know what? The best way that I feel like I can reach myself out is talking about the stores of individuals that are in this hobby so that's when i started to like branch off when i said um the pull-up tour when, when it happened with that yeah i i like it man that's the one reason that i when i first saw you i followed immediately and kept kept in touch was just the difference in your content versus like you said what we usually see which is you know like i said the negotiations kind of showing what people want to see at a card show type of thing and it helped me yes in regards to how I created my own content. Cause I was like, okay, uh, being face forward. I like, I, I, from being an, an, an actor and being, that is my, my, my job. I wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to, to do that sort of thing on a constant basis, as well as help people learn things about the hobby so that it helped me figure out, okay, where, where's my lane? Like, where do I want to be at and hopefully drive that lane. So you were a big, big help in regards to me finding my place, which was very interesting because I, I liked how your content was so different. 
you know. Thanks. Appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah. Real quick, I, I want to say real quick, I felt you had some acting skills. <laughs> I usually don't put this out here. I did talk to Mac about this. I'm going to send you some clips, but I, I, I act too. That's nice. one thing that I do do. I used to dance and act. Um, when I moved to Atlanta, that was one of my biggest things. I wanted to, uh, my first big break was like Barbershop 3. Okay. And from there, I started doing like shows on BET, VH1, sitcom, stuff like that. Either it was extra work or just a few lines of dancing. Sure. So I want to let you know, I see and your content is so different from everyone else because you get out of your element. Um, yeah. Which most people are not doing. So I, I, you know, kudos to you. I seen that though. I was like, I don't know if he. Hey, I feel like it's something about that guy. Matt confirmed it though. <laughs> Matt confirmed it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's it's my it's my my full time job. So I got into the hobby, and it was this became my second full time job now. For those so, that we're... don't know, stock <laughs> is actually Matt Damon. That's who yeah. stock is. Stock is Matt Damon. <laughs> Once you take the hat off, then it just it's Matt Damon. Uh, just, there you go. Spoiler for everybody. You can just fast forward to the next episode. But no, when, I do want to real quick, as we, Stock, you and I have talked about this a little bit. I think the hobby yeah. has, I think a lot of content in the hobby is in a very narrow lane. It's a lot of, to your point, you see money and cards fly back and forth on the table or it's hobby mm -hmm. news. And I feel like that's 95% of the content on Instagram. And sometimes I even have a hard time of like finding inspiration because I feel like it's so narrow in that, in that way. And I think you, yeah. you two were both ones that have had significant influence on my, my content creation, because I think a lot of people start with the whole idea of, Hey, I'm just, I'm picking up a card and I'm taking a picture of it and it goes on Instagram. And then all of a sudden we've got y'all yep. two like, you know, stock your acting out scenes for movies, you know, um doc you're running all yes, over the sir. place interviewing everybody it's just it's amazing how much opportunity in blue ocean i think there is yeah yeah i would definitely I agree. Yeah. I agree and man i feel like you coming in yourself too man you finding your place like when i wake up in the morning i'm expecting you know act like like you could it's like you you know how to like post at a certain time like sometimes i be expecting it and then you tag me as well which i appreciate um because one thing about me is um, if somebody is willing to tag me in a post or <clears throat> not only that, like, yo, share it to me in my inbox, I know how it feels to start off. And I'm going to share it. I, if you took today, even if for a second to say, hey, I want Dr. to see this, at least I can check it out, like it, comment, share it ain't even got to be all three. At least one of them. Show some compassion to some. So, you know, like, especially when, when I see y'all, you know, even tag me and things, and I tag y'all as well, and y'all interacting with me. That's that little circle of success, man. When I see you post something or either one of y'all, yo, if I got time out there, I'm going to share it in my story. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who's watching. But in tune, in, in line, excuse me, with that, that giving back. So, you do a lot of things we've seen with the kids mm -hmm. after school program, which we definitely want to talk about. And I really, really enjoy it uh -huh. for mo multiple, multiple reasons. One is, so my, my father's from Mexico. I'm a, I come from a Hispanic background, but I've always noticed that there's not a lot okay. of like Hispanic kids that don't get into the hobby for whatever reason. So whenever I see that, I'm very happy for you. I don't know if you noticed it as well. If you noticed there was a, a lack of, of African-American children that were coming into the hobby and I feel like whether 
it's Hispanic, African-American, black, white, whatever. I, I always find that it's good to get any type of kids in the hobby, but you in particular have seen, I, I love your kids, man. They, they're just always there. What were the reasons behind you wanting to give back to your community like that? Um, the number one thing is in, in CD where I'm from, East St. Louis, Illinois, I believe we don't have a car shop. I've never known of a car party. Um, that was the first thing. The second thing was uh, I seen that cars changed my life four years ago when I never thought it would do that. Um, so that was the other outlet. I said, okay, sports cars can be an outlet for kids. Then I started thinking, okay, now we got to make this education. Once again, that goes back to me as a kid looking at statistics of each player that I used to, you know, saying that was my favorite. No. So then I started into um, a curriculum. Uh, I do have a past for working with kids. I used to be a bus monitor. Um, I used to work in my board of education. Um, I used to work in the buildings. My mom worked in the school. I was uh, the president of the school board at District 189. I have a cousin that's a state representative in Illinois. Um, so it always been in my blood to be around kids. I grew up in public school, private school. I know realities. Um, I know how it feels to, you know, my mom say, hey, I don't think I got it no more. Got to go to public school. So uh, for me, and it's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I know the duality from private to public, how hard it can get um, being in those situations. So for me, that was my biggest reason of saying, yo, I want to give back uh, to a community, um, whether where, wherever I'm at, East St. Louis, Atlanta, wherever I'm at, I wanted to be able to give back because um, I know how it changed my life. And I said, well, if I'm going to be in a position where hearts bless me, let me bless others. Because even after my house fire and stuff like that, uh, my mom and sister made a GoFundMe for me which I didn't want to make for myself because I was too embarrassed. Um, and they raised like close to like three, like close to a thousand um, at that time. And like I say, for me, man, it's just starting with that. Like, I feel like I owe a lot of people to succeed. <laughs> so many people to believe in me back at home. Like, yo, this guy went through this. And not only that, to help me out, the same people at home that five dollars in the GoFundMe, whatever it was, a hundred dollars, two hundred, that transition to me man to be able to help thirty six other kids and thirty six other families that are in this after school program. You know, I, I look at all that transition to where I'm at now. I can't play with myself with that. So I, y'all, I have to figure out how to give that because it gave me something you know the people that helped me out at this point um that's where that humbleness comes from man seriously that's great man yeah I, I like i said every time i see it i love it it gives these kids another outlet like you said it gives them another uh, ability to see someone like yourself that is doing well at something else that isn't like the norm you know like sadly a lot of kids in in areas that you know aren't as affluent always think like oh it's music or sports like that's how that's how we're able oh. to do it but there's so many other options if we give them the opportunity and i love that you're giving these kids 
the opportunity. You're opening their eyes to other things that are out there. And it's not just cards. It's just the way that you work that allows them to see how they can maybe take their interests and and mold it into a way to make them a career or or money or something of that what nature so man good just the same thing man just just throwing you flowers again just that all the stuff that you're doing in this hobby it's great i appreciate it um something that you said a moment real quick something that you said was uh other races uh other ethnicities coming into the hobby yeah I went to Hobby Slam. I came across a Hispanic guy that was, I want to say, around his 60s, 50s, 60s. It was his first car show. He said he's been collecting since he was a kid. Oh, I saw it was that. His first I car saw that. Show. He actually, the, the, it was his first car show. I was his first experience. And I asked him, yo, would you like to say something to the hobby? I have a form. I'm giving you a voice to say something on my platform. He also spoke to the people in Hobby, but he also in Spanish and letting the Hispanic culture know you are welcomed in this hobby. There's not a lot of faces or content creators, especially Hispanic-wise like that, that he maybe not have gotten across. There are a few that are in the hobby, but even for him, bingo. It's like, let's bring more of these content create let's make them feel more welcome like yo you're accepted in this hobby because like i said there's a 50 60 year old guy out there that just witnessed his first car show and he's been collecting since he was a kid there's no way that should have not happened to that man in his lifetime to miss 50 plus years of your life to not have gone to a car show and not feel like you're welcome there yeah that says a lot it's 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 really big man it's really big that you know you you open people's eyes to it to show that it's uh it, it, they're all welcome cuz even in the hispanic community it's it's a multitude of reasons but like one of them is just like a lot of the times like growing up you weren't cool if you collected cards or it wasn't accepted amongst that group community and it isn't necessarily an ethnicity thing but it is it is stronger from what I've noticed in like a Hispanic community and maybe an African-American community where it's just like, Oh, you collect. I don't want to talk about how I collect cards. Let's just talk about sports (laughs) or let's talk about video games or something else. But that's why this stuff always like, it's these types of things that, that make the hobby, you know, as good as it can be is opening the eyes of all these people, in my opinion. So I think it brings up a question too. And you and I have talked about this a little bit is, you know, we live in this kind of echo chamber of Instagram that it, it reminds you of how much of the hobby is not online. And I think it's incredible to see when moments like that, when you go to shows and, you know, kudos to you doc for, for giving that person a voice. Cause I, I think it is so powerful and it is a great reminder though, that there's so many people that, are still enjoying the hobby by themselves at home. And that's totally fine. But to, yeah, open the door and make sure people know, hey, come on out to these shows because I think you get such like a jolt of adrenaline and you just get so energized when you go to these shows. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Like you get that that thrill that, you know, you're not like, like I say, put a collector at home. Yeah, I used to, I would say like, buy, buy on the internet, buy on the internet, couldn't wait, come couldn't wait till what comes in the mail now i get the same experience of what comes in the mail at a car show 
I don't have to go out there and search. Maybe that car that I'm looking for is at a car show, is at that car shop. And being able to be blessed to be able to travel across, now I'm even being able to see more cars. There's a car that I had in that for three, maybe four years on eBay. I came across that car at um at the Burbank car show and I felt like a fan to this guy that was holding this car because I'm like, I've been on your eBay account, like that's me. You probably seen I seen kind of offers, you know, this and that. And like <laughs> who is like, this guy bugging yo, me on yo, eBay? Like, yo, it, the funny thing is like I'm gonna have to tag I'm I'm gonna have to pull up his name again and right back to y'all. But this guy, like I said, it's a one-on-one Kobe Bryant. I posted it on my page. It's a Kobe yeah. Bryant one card. And it's, it has the one-on-one written out by Kobe. You know me, I collect pop one Kobe parts. He had it for 10000 I wanted to talk him down to like around like six or seven, 75 uh, at the most. And like I say, for just like I said, just to come across that car and hold it in my hand. And I've been watching that car for like close to five years on eBay. It was memorable. That's something I can't take away. That's a feeling you can't take away. I felt like a kid again, like a, a kid at a candy store, you know? Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that that feeling, you know, it, it comes back, man. It comes back. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I, I started getting back into shows this past, you know, 12, 24 months, and I don't go to many, but when I do, it's it's there's so many things that you can't. You know, like you said, you can't touch the cards on eBay. You can't touch the cards on all these other marketplaces. But when you get there and you can pick up these cards that you want, it's like, man, it's it's like you said, it's a to echo you, it's a kid in the candy store type thing. I think so we're we're chasing our childhood, and it either comes in tens of dollars, <laughs> hundreds of dollars, or thousands of dollars, depending on what your budget is. Hey, I, hey, we spending mil. Hey, I see people spending millions to try to come back to their childhood. Uh, it's funny that you say that. There's a, a book. This is something I thought about three years ago. Um, when I first got time, I'm like, yo, I want to create a book. And the book was going to be how to make a million dollars from your childhood. If I have a million dollar point, that's something that I want to tell my journey of like how I could possibly make a million dollars from my childhood. Uh, Going back, looking back in your attic, and you finding that old Mickey Mantle card that could change your life instantly. That's that's the thrills, man. That's the that that's the stuff that we chase in this hobby, and I love it, man. Yeah, man, it's all about nostalgia and and bringing this stuff back and how it felt when we were opening these cards and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. So so, but so we I know you touched on it a little bit. Now, PC wise, is the only thing that you PC is Kobe. Or is that do you have anybody else in your in your PC? So yeah. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, this was it. Kobe Bryant, um, just a fan of him. The biggest thing that I wanted to do was create a pop one collection. Every year that he played basketball where his card came out, a pop one of an autograph. There was some cards I even found that his early years that was like base cards, and someone was able to get with him, him sign it. They sent to PSA, boom, comes pop one. I started collecting very rare stuff. I mean, I was finding stuff like that for like nine hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. Uh, waking up at three in the morning on eBay trying to figure out who who put up a 
Kobe Bryant card real late. And like long story, what I would do, I would reach out to them and I would say, hey, I love your cards, boom, boom, boom. Look, you got an Instagram account? Yeah, man, I got an Instagram account. Can I check out the rest of your cards? Now, the individuals that were selling on eBay, now we just made it a private sale. I ain't gonna say no more, but yeah, that's how I was able to, you know, scale out certain things, you know, extra charges, you know, things of that nature. So, <laughs> I, I like how one people, some people will use the uh, stands with their brands on them to like hint that they've got a brand they can find on social media. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I think we've all been there in regards to like, hey, do you. Are you on Insta? <laughs> just in the oh, messages. Like, you on Insta? Oh, okay, just, just check out my logo. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. You already know. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so, so we got my logo. So, I do have a question as we've kind of been talking about all this. So, you know, I think, Doc, you're in a really interesting position. You, you've, have a you have this opportunity you kind of go all over the country you get all these shows and you're connected to all these brands you're kind of at the epicenter of all of this happening in the hobby right now i'm curious just to get your thoughts on like where where do you see the hobby going i, I know we have companies like arena club and tag that are kind of creating this sure. new collecting experience that's kind of more of like a online vaulting you know grading and vaulting kind of all in one i mean do you think we're heading in that direction where, where do you see the hobby going in a few years Mm, that's that's an interesting question. I do see how continuously going up at a projector, like going up, not because of the people existing, but the new people. We're continuously bringing in people in this hobby. And once again, I know how it feels for me and my first time being introduced to the hobby. It was one of the best things that happened to me. It was like a whole new world. It was like, okay, I didn't know all these people was collectors like me because I wasn't social media. I was only collecting for myself. So now when I seen how I projected myself from four years from now, from 2020 to now, 2019 to now, I'm like, okay, if me doing the things that I'm able to do I can only imagine the kid that's learning right now about the hobby. 15 years from now, he's that kid that opens up a car shop and able to get, you know, hundreds of people's job. Or that same kid is now buying Holy Grails. And look up, he remembers you from 10 years ago when you sold him that one car. And he has that Holy Grail you want. Okay, I'm going to give you a deal. You know, that same kid that's now running a job in a corporation of maybe tops or fanatics or whatever it is, man, that's how I'm looking at the hobby is that it's giving people to become something. Content creator, a businessman, a businesswoman, a collector, a flipper, a breaker, whatever you want to be. There's so many avenues for uh, individuals to make something of themselves, whether if it's to make money or not money whether if it's to enjoy or, you know, just to be in this space. I mean, you can even own your own car show if you want to. It is so many opportunities. And I think with being said, 15, 20 years from now, if we treat the hobby right, we treat the kids right, 
kids right now is what's going to continue to make this thing grow for the next 30, 50, 60 years and more. Uh, so that's like what I see from this. Uh, NFTs, snips. Uh, I, I, I plan to, you know, see car shows like Culture Collision not only become a show just for sports cars, but they have their own three-on-three tournament that I was involved with, uh, which is fun. Not only that, now I can play basketball at a car show, watch basketball, look at art, look at sneakers, and collect sports cards all at the same time. I think that's where we're going, that Comic-Con type of feel that even Fanatics was talking about earlier this year to bring to the hobby. I want to wear my doctor's jacket. You know, that's that Comic-Con feel, you know, uh, getting out of your element. Four years ago, going to a car shop with my doctor's jacket, everyone would look at me like, who the hell is he? Now, oh, that's just Dr. Collective. You know, it's, it's become norm. And that's why I hope where we go in this space. That's why I'm hoping where we head, because it's a lot of money there. Um, let's get out of the ballrooms and let's go into the rings. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's make this bigger life that's I'm, my I'm, biggest thing i'm so happy you said that because that i think i've talked to mac about it before i am yeah. so into that world happening because like listen I, I haven't been to the national i plan on going this year but I, i'm just yeah. so over these ballrooms and these these drab convention centers just bring in some cool stuff interactive stuff that people can can do and have fun with like comic cons and like e3s and all these different places that do these cool stuff like just have someone mimic them and maybe that's what fanatics live is going to be their live events hopefully they figure it out and know that that's the world that we want they want to try and make but man like the national i know they have a lot of old school people that really love their national and what it is and what it's like and i'll see it this year for the first time but I feel like that's what, like you said, this younger crop of people coming into the hobby is going to want and need to continue to want to keep going to these shows <laughs> and and feed it, you know, as a as a as a just a, a true collector. But I think I think one thing too with that is if you think about shows right now, they're so hyper niche for collectors that it makes it really intimidating if you're not a hardcore collector. Like I think about the national or any of these local card shows, could you realistically drag your friends there? And especially a local show, no yeah. way in heck my friends would hang out at a local show. They would think this is so strange and weird. We we have to get to a point it kind of flirts with entertainment. It just has to get to that point. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It has to get there. And I think it would get there soon. Um, yeah. with the way the space is going, it's going at light speed. Four, four years of this hobby seemed like 10 years in this hobby. <laughs> Seriously, like, it aged me a little bit, man. Uh, so, for me, uh, I feel like we're going to get there quick. It just depends on who is handling this hobby in these big areas. Like, my conversation with him, uh, he wants to go globalize this hobby. That's I'm in for that, globalizing, because there are car shows like um the Swiss car show that's in Switzerland. Two years ago to come out, 
I would love to come out there, man. It's a lot of money, but I would love to go to Switzerland. I want to go to the Sports Car Expo at uh, Canada. Um, you know, I want to be able not even just to travel the country, but to travel around the world. Yeah. And I think the world has something to give when it comes to sports cars, too. Yeah, I agree. You know, and then speaking of that, and Mac and I actually, this is one of the questions that we were very interested to hear what you're going to say about it is like, so where do you see Dr. Collectible at in like four to five years? Because I know you, you're, you have to be, you're very forward thinking. So you have to have at least a vision of it. So where, where are you at in five years? Just fast forwarding. Five years. In Switzerland. Serious rice. <laughs> Bingo. Switzerland for sure. Uh, <laughs> I definitely want to go out there. For, for me, uh, I want to say this the complete right way. Like, there's ideas that I have. There's a few. And there's certain things that I want to do. Um, I want to be able to have my own car show. That's something I want to do. And it's not to take anyone's idea or seeing what people are doing. It's what... I feel like what I can bring to an experience for a car show. I also want to bring a car show to my neck of the woods at East St. Louis. We don't have that back at home in St. Louis. So that's something that I bring, bring that type of experience um, with my mindset. Um, another thing is, is with me, I want to, I want to have a, a cartoon series. The kids, something I've been thinking about with my friend is, um, Dot Bando, that is, one of my business partners. You know, we want to create a cartoon. Not sure if you heard of, like, My Friend, which is the cartoon um, movie about um, Martin Luther King as yeah. kids, and they learn about his life. But also, um, bringing that magic school bus in between. Like, that's something that I want to bring where, like, a set of kids are going to a car shop, and they see these cars, and when they look at them, they go back into the past, but also... They learn about people like Muhammad Ali or Serena Williams or you know Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, cool. Tom Brady, but making it educational as well. How many uh, how many throws did Tom Brady throw in this game? Divided by what? Multiplied by this? Subtract that? You get this? Like that's what I want to bring to the hobby. I want to have something like that on Netflix. Um, other things is becoming more of a businessman. Not only have equity in companies, but also um, want to be able to steer myself around to where I'm building myself with these companies, whether if it's like an advisory role. Uh, I've had companies reach out to me about that, you know, uh, advising them on social media wise, uh, their presence. Uh, I want to get into more into companies that way as well, not only building myself, my brand and execute my plan also what can i do to help other companies grow while i'm growing in the hobby i want everyone to grow but i mean i want to grow with it you know that that's how i look at it so that's some of the ideas that i have for the future and for me on what i do now is definitely going to be the same but it's going to be better better quality uh, content that I put out, uh, working with better uh, cinematography and, and type of content that I'm putting out. You more HD, not just working off my phone. I worked on my phone all year. Majority of the stuff that you see that's not complete HD or look like it's been filmed on a camera has been done on my phone. Um, so I want to steer into more equipment, 
um, educate myself more as a content creator and become a better businessman and um, just bring more into the hobby, but also grow with other companies and just grow itself with the people. So that's why I see for myself for the future. There's a lot more that I want to do, a lot more, but uh, that's just some of the things that I looked at, like, okay, maybe I can get that done in, like, the next two or three years span. I think there was um, a lot you just rattled off, by the way. I feel like yes. that's, like, you're, like, in the next two years. It's like there was, like, a 20-year roadmap for most yeah, people. But, for most, but not 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 you. Not uh, and I will say, out of everything you said, I kind of had an idea those would be the world, but the one thing that was very interesting that I liked the idea of that I didn't think was the cartoon. That's That's an amazing idea. I'm mad I didn't think about it, but I'm very happy, and I know that it, it'll come to fruition. With uh, maybe with there's a part for you, stock. Maybe there's a part for you. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you play Mad Damon. Maybe time to get my way. It, it, I think it'd be a good thing to maybe partner on some business or something. You know what I'm saying? Like random thought. Have you ever? This is random. I love brainstorming with people. May I tell you, I will brainstorm all day on the phone. I could see you creating an app, stock and trade, and like treating cars like stock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, like. It sounds a little financial management. I'm with you. I can see where you're going with this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, listen, like I like it. I'm, I'm always I'm always down to brainstorm, and I, I like that idea. So that's one of the reasons I was talking to Mac, and this will be the first year that I'm going to go do it, yeah. is going to the national, is just getting the opportunity to to meet up with you guys. Cause for me, it's, it's going to be less about the cards and it, you can talk to this a little bit more as well as it seems like everyone that I knew that went to the national ended up being more about engaging with all these people that I'd never, that you had never met in person before and all these different opportunities that arise with that versus yes, you probably had some good times looking for cards, but it seemed like it was more about meeting and trying to, get ideas and work with these people that you'd never really met before. Would you say that's accurate or? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been my biggest thing. Um, when I go to car shop, I want to meet the individuals once again, uh, from everyone that I come across, I have listening ears on, I'm shutting my mouth and I'm like, yo, talk your story. I want to know more about you. I want to understand your space. Like, I want to know your logic of why you're in here. Uh, what's your love for? Because like I said, I learned from so many different people, uh, whether if they're running a big business or not. Um, or I would say, even if they're not into sports cars, if they're into NFTs, video games, uh, sealed products like VHSs, there's so much to learn about in this space. Um, and even like, with me, it's like I go by Dr. Collectible. It's, it's not Dr. Sports Card. It's Dr. Collectible. Collectible. It's all on the table. Anything. You know what I'm saying? It's it's literally all on the table, man. Um, So that's what it is for me when, when I think about it, that aspect, you know, on why I want to go there and learn from so many different people. Um, and, and, I mean, that's not enough logic that you can soak in as well. You got to want to learn at least, you know, there's so many good stories of just bumping into people, the national, just who, oh. you you know, the people you run into, where they come from, what they're doing, why they're there. it's just, you're, 
you know, stock, I'm, I'm glad you're going. I, and you foiled my plan. We were actually going to kidnap you if you weren't going to go. So I'm glad you admitted <laughs> you're actually going this time. Yeah. I've already, I've already met, like I said, listen, we've already talked about this. My life is a little bit different than yours. You guys soak it up. Cause I got two kids and a wife and you know, a house to take care of and stuff. So the national well, means sorry. maybe a day and a half, two days if I'm lucky, and then I got to fly back to Los Angeles. But I will. Oh, you need. I will, oh, you need. I will. I will make it, and we will. We will have. We will have fun, and and I'll meet up with every one of you. But, um, yeah, I for sure. Hope so, man. <laughs> well, I Doc, hope this, so. this was awesome, man. I I can't thank you enough. I you know we always as we're wrapping these up like to give people a chance to kind of share where should people go if they want to either connect with you or learn more about you know you're super active on instagram but where would you want to direct them yeah so um i do a lot of my business on instagram um all i have so this is it i only have instagram on my phone but i am on all social networks the reason why i have instagram is because and this is the easiest way you can reach out to me if you don't have my phone number or email instagram and I would try to reach back out to you. Um, the reason why is because I found myself, if I, if I have like Facebook on my phone, which I got TikTok, I got everything. YouTube, shoot, Dr. Collectible even has a Pinterest. Like I have all of that. But the thing is, the reason why I don't have them things on my phone is because <laughs> I will find myself being on Instagram for like two hours. I'm saying Facebook. <laughs> And all of a sudden, YouTube, and all of a sudden, I didn't accomplish anything. So when I do be on these other apps, it's on. It's for me to post, delete, and if I have the urge to just to be on Facebook, now I got to download again. You know, that just steers me away from, okay, I don't feel like doing that. Let me go back to working on content. A good idea. So that's another way of skills on how I keep myself focused. It's a lot of downloading and deleting, but... um. It made the day more valuable to get a lot more things done than to catching up on social media. And if, once again, if if I'm going to go on social media, nine times ten, I'm going to go on there now, guys, like y'all, because y'all tag me in the post to be able to check y'all out, or I'm already going straight to y'all page just from typing it in. So I know y'all, I know y'all, uh, at names by heart, by that. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like that on my end. And just in, just in case nobody doesn't know your yeah, at name by heart Instagram, how can they find you on Instagram? It's at. Yep. At Dr. Collectible on uh, everything else on other platforms. Dr. Collectible. Type that in. You should be able to find me. Um, YouTube as well. Now, the only thing is Twitter. Oh. Before we go Come Twitter. on, it's X now. It's X. <laughs> yeah. Oh. X, my my man, you put me on game. Yes, X. Uh, it is Docs Collectibles. Somebody took Doctor Collectible before I was able to grab it, no. so I'm still trying to get. It. But yeah, we, you know that that that's how you can be Doctor Collectible on everything and Docs Collectibles on X. We'll we'll try to drop that in the show notes too for everybody. But yeah, Doc, this was awesome, man. Really, really appreciate you. I think some great lessons in there, and look forward to having you back on at some point. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, Doc. No, thank y'all. Um, I hope what y'all doing blossoms to where y'all get a $10 million or $20 million check from a good company that would like to take in on you know, podcast. So once again, 
and I support y'all vision. I think y'all two dope, two dope individuals that have come together. I like y'all content separately as well. So I'm I'm excited to see the future of what y'all got. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate you, man. Always. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Uh-huh.